0: It's R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. As of about one hour ago, we are officially in spring, meaning that the vernal equinox is occurring. At the equinox, Earth's two hemispheres, northern and southern, are receiving the sun's rays equally. Night and day are approximately equal in length as well. Accordingly, the word equinox comes to us from the Latin equus, Meaning equal, and knox, meaning night. Of course, every gardener is relying on the days and nights soon becoming increasingly unequal, so that at the height of the growing season, in another three months at the summer solstice, we'll have roughly two thirds of each day in light and only one third of each day in the darkness of night. Some of us might remember that on this day 14 years ago, President George W. Bush ordered the start of the war against Iraq. In Maine today, we are only five days away from the beginning of the 2017 whitewater paddling season. On Saturday, the 25th of March, canoeists and kayakers will paddle down an eight-mile section of the St. George River in central Maine. With any luck, we will have the weather as forecast, meaning temperatures will again become cool during the middle of the week, so that the 40-degree highs expected at the beginning and at the end of the week will not melt all the snow. And instead, the water levels in the streams should remain good and floatable. The snow-covered landscape has indeed been the stuff of contentment, or at least reverie, for some. Take, for example, these lines from poet E. E. Cummings's sonnet: "O thou to whom the musical white spring, O thou to whom the musical white spring offers her lily, inextinguishable, taught by thy tremulous grace, bravely to fling." Implacable Deaths Mysteriously Sable Robe from Her Redolent Shoulders. Today is also a day to celebrate the life of Charles Edward Anderson Berry, born in 1926 in St. Louis and who passed recently. The world would begin to know him in the 1950s as Chuck Berry. By 1965, Bob Dylan would acknowledge that his own subterranean homesick blues borrowed its meter almost directly from Chuck Berry's 1956 song, Too Much Monkey Business. In 1970, I was about to turn 18 when Chuck Berry was doing a tour of small clubs in the West. I happened to be working at one of them in Boulder, Colorado, as a waiter and bartender. The place was called the Skunk Creek Inn and served nothing stronger than 3-2 beer, legal in Colorado for 18-year-olds to serve and to drink. It was around the time Chuck had come out with his song My Dingling. The backup band for Barry at the place would be a group called Wakefield, a local bunch of boys who had a hearse as their band mobile. In the group was Paul, a conga player who had recently arrived from San Francisco, along with his friend Jim, a former young merchant marine who also had some experience working sound. Help was scarce on this bare bones Chuck Berry Club stop. So Jim was appointed as sound mixer, and I was enlisted by Jim to help as needed. So there, for two evenings of performances by Chuck Berry, I was running the sound mixing board for Chuck and Wakefield with Jim of San Francisco. Do I remember all the songs he played that night? Truthfully, no. But I remember Chuck Berry exactly. Go, 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 Chuck. More no main. Here's to a great day. Hard working at the mill, never fail in the mill, yet come a rotten bill. Too much money, business, too much money.